Hey, we got you covered here on Cover 4 Sports. I'm Coleman, and this is Vol State's 88.5 WVCP Gallatin. Joining me today is... The Michael Sadler. Stephen Ball. The Kate Sidwell. Yep, and today we are going to be talking the NFC and primarily the Cardinals. We're talking the only undefeated team left in the NFL. So, uh... Forno, uh, MVP candidate, Kyler Murray, they've, yeah, looked, you know. they, they've looked shaky at times. They looked really shaky yeah. against Jacksonville, but obviously coming out and beating what a lot of people thought the best team in the NFL was in the Rams at home, I mean, I, I don't think a lot of people expected that. Yeah, yeah. and I thought, I thought that the Rams were going to get them. We all thought that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, but I'm, it's kind of saying, saying a bit if you're struggling against the Jaguars, is it not? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a it's a week to week NFL. You know, you never know what you're you can be get. the best team or the worst team every week, and that's just how it is. But I think the Cardinals not only have what looks like the best player in the NFL right now in Kyler Murray, but they also have what looks like the best coach in yeah. Cliff, Cliff King. Kingsbury, yeah. Kingsbury, who going off. you know a lot of people had doubts about last season, mm -hmm. but I think he's really coming into his own and is one of the top five offensive minds right now in the league. I, I think a big contributor to last season is that the Cardinals, towards the end of the season, Kyler Murray looked a bit shaky due to injuries, and I think that impacted their uh, lack of a playoff run that they didn't well, possess because they didn't even make the playoffs. Well, teams just started playing dime against them because yeah. they come out and they, they don't run the ball much. They had like guys like Chase Edmonds, Kenyon Drake. When mm -hmm. Even when you're in the dime, you know, you can cut them. Belichick kind of exposed that. He started running the dime packages and throughout the season after that, you know, and it I was the same. But the signing of uh, James yeah, Conner really changed say, that. The signings in the offseason and yeah. stuff, picking up guys like James Conner, uh, A.J. Green, yeah. um, who else, uh, J.J. Watt, like those guys, they've been like massive pieces to that team mm -hmm. that have really helped them get off to this 4-0 start. And, so and those are just uh, offseason pieces, but I mean, even before then, Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, teams obviously loaded yeah. with talent and firepower. and. I think that's honestly one of their downsides is that if they come out flat and they don't have that spark, I think they can be a little easy to beat by uh, good teams. But if they come out unstoppable, there's not much you can really do. So are you are you thinking this is their, this is actually who they really are? Or are you thinking this is just an early early season? I think this is I think this is them at their best. Uh, how they played against the Rams, I think that's what they're best capable of. Um, I don't think that's them on a consistent basis. I think if they can get hot before the playoffs start and start playing like that, they have a real shot at the Super Bowl. But, that, but that's the thing. They have to get around those two behemoths within look, um, what, the Chiefs and or the Bucks. Yeah, and look, they got, they got you have to play the 49ers upcoming. You have the Browns upcoming. You get a little bit of a pass with the Texans, and then you have the Packers back to the 49ers, Panthers, Seahawks. That's some good defense. They had, they had a, a good not. beginning of their schedule, and you know, from here on out, we're going to see if it's for real because teams are going to you know, get more film on what they're doing this year. I'm excited to see all that. That's, that's one of the hardest schedules in football. I mean, they're in the, mm -hmm. arguably the hardest division in football. Mm -hmm. It's either the NFC West or the AFC West. I and wouldn't even say arguably. <laughs> I, I think the NFC West is absolutely loaded. I, I do too, but I think the AFC West doesn't make, it as, make an argument. But I, maybe not as strong of an argument, but we'll see over time. But like, like you said, yeah, you, gotta, you, have, you still have to play the Rams again, yeah. and you know that they're going to be coming back for blood this next time. Mm -hmm. And then you never know what you're going to get from a 49ers team. Like, who's the quarterback going to be when yeah. you're playing? What? Yeah. I know you love hey, Trey Lance. Yeah. I'm a big Trey Lance guy. I think he had a good game too. You know, he looks shaky, but the game plan wasn't put out there for him this yeah. week. It was put out for... Jimmy Garoppolo, and I'm really, really curious to see 
if Garoppolo is healthy next week, what the game plan is going to be rolled out, or if it's, it's going to be a Lance game plan. It's also very rare that a rookie quarterback comes out and looks, you know, prepared. But, but I mean, that'll be interesting. But too. Lance, like, he, is Shanahan going to be able to put together the yeah. game plan for Lance to succeed? He was in the wrong game plan, and he still he still looked good. His pocket presence is there. Yeah. He's a du- ducking and dodging sacks. Gets sacked once this game mm. under a lot of pressure. Only one sack is big. And he throws two touchdowns, zero interceptions. He missed a lot of easy ones, but, I mean, he had a good little performance. That, that's his that, first that's organized gonna, football in how many games? Like I mean, two years. Yeah, and that's, yeah. just, that, that's one thing that's going to make him, you know, think, you know, what do you we give Lance another shot out there or keep waiting? What do you think that, do you think that spells gloom and doom for Garoppolo? I think it, it depends on if he's hurt next week and Lance puts on a good show, then it'd be hard for Garoppolo to get that job back. Mm-hmm. As that's the thing we've heard about uh, Justin Fields. He had a pretty solid week against Detroit, but I think that's a different. But that's the that's the real thing, though, because even despite Fields' mm. big flashes of greatness, they, they still seem to be leaning yeah. towards Dalton. Yeah. And, exactly. Uh, and so that's that's the thing. Like, I, I think, think Dra- I think uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is better oh, than yeah. Andy Dalton. I think, I think and we can I all think agree. that yeah. you. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, 2019, he leads you to a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Leads you to a yeah. Super Bowl, but <laughs> still, you he. Got them in a Super Bowl. I mean, as and quarterback, so, you have to do certain. You have to be able to do certain amount of things to get to a Super Bowl. I just think that having yeah. a dynamic weapon like Trey Lance, who also led the team in rushing this week, just just adds another pop to that offense that they really need when they're playing against Seahawks, Rams, you know, Cardinals in their division. They they need this guy, this Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray s quarterback that can you know make plays with his feet like he did on a couple third and longs and a fourth and ten and a fourth and one. He yeah. ran for a first down when, when the 49ers were in bad territory. The thing you got to remember, though, is that San Francisco is still a relatively young team as well. Exactly. So I think you can take that year and sit Lance and let him learn. I don't think there's any rush to get him out there's there. A young, they're a young team, but they're not and, a healthy team. And yeah. like we've said, Garoppolo's serviceable, mm-hmm. and he's more than serviceable. He's proven that he can win big games and lead you down the field in key situations. He's not a bad quarterback, mm-hmm. and so they're not in a bad spot. But yeah. the Bears are in kind of a weird spot yeah, because, like, spot. who – Justin Fields, we've seen two games. It's been two kind of weird ones. Yeah. He, like you said earlier, could have had like seven touchdowns, but they, they didn't throw with him down in the uh, red zone a bunch. No, I'm saying, I'm saying he could throw seven touchdowns and Nagy still isn't going to trust yeah. him as well, the starter. Well, I mean, it's kind of a weird situation in the first place because they already had, uh, what was his name? Dalton. No, not Dalton before that. Uh, Nick Foles. Foles. They already yeah. had Foles, but yeah. they still and they and they draft and they draft and they were, already knew they were going to draft Fields, but they are, but they ended up picking up Dalton anyway. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's, it begs the question: or Did you really have the? Do they really have the faith in in Fields yeah. to begin they're with? Making, they're Is making Nagy trying to prove moves. the point mm-hmm. that he makes Dalton the starter that he's going to stay the starter. I feel like Nagy's a real point prover, honestly. Yeah. Like he he I feel like he listens to the talk and he wants like he doesn't quiet the chatter. He mm-hmm. listens to it and he. Fuels, he likes he likes to add fuel. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you thing. though. I'm not gonna lie to you though. Him being stuck in his ways and him trying to push this Andy Dalton narrative, especially yeah. if Andy Dalton comes back and he starts after Fields has put on a and show has like a that. Bad game, yeah. I know, then then, it's gonna be ugly for what, him. Well, it's not just that. This is the way you lose a job. Exactly. Yeah. He's the gonna way, be in the hot seat. He's the been way, on if, the hot seat. If he if he keeps pushing this, I'm not. Um, Danny Dalton's gonna be the starter. Mm-hmm. Oh. If it, if Fields starts winning games too, yeah. And he and he benches him. And Chicago fans but are not gonna listen to what they got coming up. It get worse. It gets worse because last week. He was the play caller, and they had one offensive yard. And this week, yeah. he gives up the play calling responsibility. And and this Against is what the Detroit team that hasn't looked awful. And this was no, their record. Like. They have not Detroit's looked bad. Not been bad. I mean, Detroit went to the red zone three times and scored zero points. And look, guess who they're about to have to play? They're about to have to play the Raiders, 
the Packers, the Buccaneers, then the 49ers, then the Steelers, then the Ravens. That's, a, that's a, some loaded that's a defenses. Yeah. That's a gauntlet. And the thing that I'd like to point out about the Bears is that they're in, I would say, a pretty average division. You have the Packers, who are probably a lock for the playoffs, most likely, considered yeah. all things if they stay healthy. Yeah. And then you have the Vikings, who have had early season struggles, but they look good. The, the Vikings are good. in every single game they, they play. They look and, good. You can beat. They're a team I could see sneaking into the wild Kirk card. Kirk Cousins probably had his wor- worst week of the season this week, but I don't and think they still could have won. Mm-hmm. And they still yeah. could have won. And I think most people I think most people know, despite Lions being better than we thought they were going to be, they, they don't have much of a real shot at the playoffs. So you, that leaves the Bears at an awkward, we're not really a playoff contender, but we're not really tanking for the draft either. So, it's, yeah. Well, there is no tanking for the draft because they don't have their draft pick. The oh. New York Giants have it because they traded down so that the fields, You're right. the mm-hmm. yep. Bears can move up for fields. Yep. So. Speaking of the Giants, uh, Danny Dimes did not look bad. Not I, at all. Or, mm-hmm. I feel like and that's he, a good Saints defense. I feel like too. that they've tried to like write off like the narrative has been trying to like all right, uh, Daniel Jones. He's mm-hmm. a fumbler. He's a turnover. He's not really that guy. He doesn't have the mentality. Mm-hmm. They, I feel like he's been. They everybody's tried to write him off, but yeah. he just kind of consistently stays. They're like good enough or better than what the narrative is. I and think he's good, and I think they've got a really talented team that's not getting, that's not well coached at all. Yeah. I think Joe Judge is is not a great quarter, uh, like quarterback guru or a great NFL coach that people don't want to play for because yeah. he's running these players' laps like they're middle schoolers, and it's like, who wants to go and mm. and play hard for a franchise that a it's a, just yeah, a lack of a coach fun. does that. You and know? and uh, I completely agree with that because I, I feel like. We've seen enough from Daniel Jones to where we know he can score the ball. He can mm-hmm. make plays, but his coaches don't really give him an opportunity to. And when you only get that third and ten, it's just there's not much you can do. Yeah. And they're in a they're in, I want to say probably like the weirdest division in football. Oh, like, 100%. Uh, Washington, they can beat anybody at any time, but also could lose to anybody by like 30 at any time. Like uh, their defense is good enough if they would show yeah. up, mm-hmm. to, to, to hang with anybody, to possibly stu- shut down and stop anybody. They have the pieces to do it. It's the schemes and stuff. Man. And so you get everything around, and then Heineke's kind of a Kirk Cousins type, like he'll get it, he, Garoppolo, like he's going to get it done if you give him the right game plan. And so it comes down to coaching, and I think Ron Rivera is a pretty good coach. And then you have the Eagles, which... <laughs> time's ticking on time's ticking on Hurts, but like you're but they, randomly in the game I'm, still I'm in the not, fourth quarter against the Chiefs. I've heard yeah. a lot of people talk about how the hell they don't know if Hurts is going to be able to keep this starting position, but the problem is he's been t- performing at yeah, a, yeah, an amazing level. Yeah, so, he had a bad so. week against the Cowboys, but they they were out game planned like crazy. I feel like a lot of people have been sleeping on the Cowboys defense, and I I, I too at the start of the season I did not think their defense was going to be all that, but they've shown up. And uh, Man, bring Diggs, it back to your Diggs point. Diggs is probably my defensive player of the year favorite right now. Mm-hmm. And it's not yeah. close. I mean, five picks in four games. That's, yeah, like, that's, that's he's, insane. He's I don't think he's a lockdown speed. corner because if he was, people wouldn't be throwing to him as much as they are. Well, maybe but he's making he's making <laughs> plays on the ball, a la you know, Xavier Howard, yeah. J.C. Jackson kind of player. Yeah. And going back to your uh, Taylor Heineke comparison, I. I see Taylor Heineke as more of like a like a Gardner Minshew because he gives <laughs> he gives Terry McLaurin and his players opportunities to make plays. He's yeah. not. He oh, I don't think he's as good as Kirk Cousins or Garoppolo. Yeah. I think that that's the type player that we we're gonna see him like kind of grow into and well, mature with, into. Like I mean, with Garoppolo, mid tier quarterback. QB that's yeah, with Garoppolo and Kirk, you, you have more of like a pocket passer, more of like a not really a check down, but like more of a safer quarterback. I think Heineke takes risk. I think he he yeah. gives. 
he gives his teammates opportunities to make plays. Whether it's he the did take a massive risk on that play, just mm -hmm. chucking it up to uh, Terry McLaurin mm -hmm. there in the fourth. And quarter. that's what I'm saying. He's touchdown. taking off on big runs. He's yeah. diving for he's diving for touchdowns. He's a and gambler. He's, yeah. He He's likes. A gambler. He likes to get. He trusts his teammates, and I think that can take you. I, th I think that can take you places. Uh, right now, I don't think he has the best well-rounded skill set, uh -huh. but I think he's got. He's got the mentality. You, you need groom to have, him. Yeah. He's, he's still a young guy. Mm -hmm. He's only been in the league what like three years. Yeah. He was a say? backup in the XFL, and yeah. is now. I wouldn't say a solidified starter, but he's making a case. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and especially with this upcoming uh, NFL draft being kind of mm -hmm. like. Who's Weak the best the quarterback? quarterback. Yep. Yeah, very true. We thought it was going to be quarterback marks. heavy, and then it was kind of like the guys that we thought were going to be there are like, oh. No. A, lot of, a lot of doubts on Spencer Rattler. And you know, Sam Howell mm -hmm. and Malik Willis. Yeah. You say that division's weird, but I, if you want to talk weird, I think the AFC, AFC South is the weirdest division. I don't even want to talk if about the If you want to talk South. about whatever's going on in the Texans organization right now. You talk about whatever's going on in the Jacksonville organization right now. Now, that's my definition <laughs> of weird. If you yeah. want to talk about weird, you can talk about the Titans being able to beat, who, um, beat whoever. And as you said about the, um, the, the Washington football team. Yeah. And lose to whoever. And lose to whoever. This, I mean, last Sunday. despite injuries, you can't drop that game. I, I don't mean, care. you can't drop yeah. the game, but I mean, you can't really, you can't really fault it either. Yeah, because you exactly. have, we, we have our two best wide, wide yeah. outfits. But it wasn't, it wasn't a but the best coach game of Vrabel's career. I mean, I say this. Oh, of course. Would that have made a difference? Yes. Yes. It would have. If Julio and like, AJ Brown at the same time, the you can only, there's Bryce one football Hall at starting corner. There's one football. There's one football, but there's, all, but there's two, yeah, there's two and there's targets. Two, and there's yeah. dropped touchdowns and dropped third down passes that Julio and AJ Brown wouldn't have done. I mean, you're stacking 10 in the box because you're not scared about any of the receivers, and Tannehill gets sacked. Seven times because you can That's blitz true. everyone on third down because the receivers aren't going to get open. Not to mention, not it to couldn't mention. have made a bigger difference that they were out the game. I mean, not to mention we also had um, what is it? We also had Henry make 100, have 157 yards. Yeah. He could have had even more if we yeah. had if we mm -hmm. had those if he had those stretch down the field. Uh, I just think. Or does that take away rushes from them? I think it's. I a, don't think it does. I think it's a weird I situation. Don't I, I, don't don't th I don't think it does because even when they've been there, that's when we had that 163 yard game. I think you see a lot of plays that resulted in a sack of Tannehill have more opportunity. Um, as, a, as a certified Titans fan, I, I just want to say, without AJ and without Julio, you still, you still shouldn't drop yeah. that. There's you no shouldn't. excuse. You can't. Um, and that's what I'm I, saying. I think, like, I think the O-line had a horrendous game, just like week one against yes. Arizona, and I think it was a poorly coached game. And mm -hmm. I don't think their hearts were in it at all. I mean, you come out, big win against Indianapolis. They're now, they are now one and three. They beat Miami. But I, it's just, it's hard to watch as a Titans fan because you just, the talent's there, and something something was. <laughs> well, just they're missing not Sunday. there that way. <laughs> something was just missing. Sunday. But it's, it's always something's just missing. You had AJ. I don't know if you had AJ against the Seahawks. No, he did. Y'all did. AJ was but AJ just wasn't playing. Good. He was. Y'all had. Silent. Yeah, I remember now. He had some. He had a. I think he had like a drop across the middle yeah. of it, if I can remember. But you had AJ and you had Julio against the Seahawks, and their defense is not the best thing in yeah. the world. And you won the game. But yeah, like the problem is, even if they don't, even in if overtime. they don't, even if they don't perform well. Their presence is all that all that's needed because mm -hmm. they're decoys. Their the defense is, isn't that good, but they look real good this week against it's the 49ers. NFL. It's the NFL, and injuries happen, and you can't have yeah. two injuries be what determines. Be, that's what I'm saying. Two of the top and three so, players do, on your team can't get hurt, and you expect to win. Do y'all think that y'all, if you if you put them in there, do you think that y'all win the game? Yeah, by absolutely. twenty, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. If yes, you I watch, do. if you watch the game, I yes. I watch, I watch our games, and I know, I know how our team operates when we have, yeah. we have threats down the field. Yeah, mm -hmm. if you, we, they're blitzing seven right, we have, on we, we every have two, third down. We have two issues. 
One, with, without, without them, we, our offense is very stagnant yeah, outside, yeah. outside of Henry. Very predictable. It's predictable. Yeah, that too. And also our defense, oh, our, our, our defense is week to week. It's very <laughs> then why can't anybody stop it? Exactly. Like, I well, go, I mean, y'all I mean, did even get if like, it's predictable, the there is a load. There is a, week even, one doesn't mean Even if it is predictable, there's still a load of talent that's hard to stop because you can't, you can't game plan to stop Derrick Henry and two-star oh, I, I, I agree with that. I, I completely agree with that. I'm just saying that I think that the defense yeah. for what, like, everybody's been hating on Zach Wilson and this offense of the New York Jets. For y'all to give up 27 points and lose to them and not be able to put up points with or without your two best receivers. Yeah, but we're talking about the offense right now. Yeah. That's like, like, that, def- like, that goes completely I from the discussion like our, we were having. Our defense, the discussion we're having is whether they would have won or not. And I, I, I don't think yeah. not and that's with the defense. And you think what the was, Titans what was, aren't putting up? What was the score exactly? What was 27 24. You think the Titans we, are going you, to, the, you, to the red zone three times in a row mm-hmm. and kicking a field goal every time if Julio and A.J. Brown are Julio, there. Like red zone's the hardest like, place to pass but, the ball. But and they the were the number one red zone offense in the NFL last year. But you have to keep something in mind. Even if our offense is predictable, being predictable with no yeah, with no with no star with no star um wide receivers is different than being predictable with having two unstoppable um, wide receivers. Yeah, that's true. And the that's thing true. and the thing that really that I took away from it the most is that one, our our defense can cannot stop giving throws over the top. That is the first time I've seen Zach Wilson comfortable all year. Not even comfortable, just the ability to make plays. And two, it's just with those with AJ and Julio in the game you have to remember time of possession is also a factor because we move we have less three and outs we move the ball more we give Zach Wilson less opportunities thus they don't score 27 points also more throws more chances for like we saw the week before yep. three picks from Tannehill like mm-hmm. that I just think that I'm not saying that at not adding Julio and AJ is a massive factor because I think it is, and I think you know, very well could have won the game with them. I think it's but, a mentality thing. For I think the Titans got too comfortable going into that game because they yes. just came off and a so divisional win. I think win. that either way, even with AJ and Julio, does that change the mindset and stuff going into that game? I think. Yeah. I, I don't think, think that gives I, them enough slack. I think the mindset also. Maybe because I do think it was confidence. I don't think it was confidence at all. I yeah. think it. I think it. I think it was um, just a loss of morale after losing your two stars. I, was, I don't I even don't, think it was confidence. I think it was just. I still think that they thought that they could beat them, and I think yeah. it was just an uninspired, un, un, unmotivated. It was like what the eleven o'clock kickoff in New York, mm-hmm. like because you just you go out, you like go that's... out, and you dominate Zach Wilson the first couple of possessions. You're like, oh, everyone expected this, and then you get three field goals, and you're like, eh, whatever. And then all of a sudden, you're only up two. All of a sudden, it's halftime. You're down one. All of a sudden, oh crap, we're losing. But y'all and y'all have been a field goal offense all year though. Mm-hmm. So like that, well, even with them. That's not saying much. Like that's what we've always we've always been like that. I mean, you don't have you don't have well, Julio or Julio's AJ, AJ to change, last week Julio's either. Julio supposed to change the the. Well, he had a touchdown that got taken mm-hmm. back, and that forced a field goal. So I did. And yeah. the most. That's the what most, I'm saying. Which I mean, that's another topic. And I entirely. think that was a touchdown. That's another topic yeah. entirely when you talk about when yeah. you talk about the officiating. I, I yes. think. Oh yeah, officiating was rough. I, I think we, they missed a lot of pass interference calls, but nonetheless, I, I think this was just a really disappointing week because. I still think the Titans have the AFC South pretty handedly. No, oh, yeah. Oh, of course. Uh, I think uh, I think the Colts might make an end of season run the, if they're healthy, but I don't think I don't think uh, anyone's competing with the Titans for that number four seed in the AFC. But after that, I, I see another wild card loss. As of right now, I see another wild card loss, possibly to the Chargers, the possibly to the Raiders. I, I don't. I don't because yeah. if we, I think it's I, I way think, too early think, to say that. I think we if we were if we were a team that was well, able to make it to the now. Yeah. Oh, I get it, but I'm saying if we were a team that was able to make it to the AFC championship with what the, with the mm-hmm. talent we had at that time, 
Mm-hmm. I don't think that and we. I don't think. I don't is, think this would be enough for me to go. I think. Say that we'd I have think that part of that run also contributed to teams were not really aware of this running gun, not running gun, but uh, pound the ball kind of play style. Oh, they weren't that, ready that for Henry. That was always our play style as Henry. But That's I what don't they prepared for I, I four years think, in a row. Henry didn't really make that emergence till the end of the season, though, and into the playoffs. That was the year before. That, that he 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 was dominating that year into Atlanta. He had week three at a hundred yards. Well, I'm not saying he didn't have any good games, but I'm saying when he really took over and oh, was like I mean, got his name the yeah, king. Yeah, yeah. I think He's, that I think was the that best was, run of his career. Was that yeah. playoff run? That's yeah. a, that I can agree on. All right. Well, we're gonna uh, wrap it up for the first part of this right here. You're listening to Cover Four Sports on Vol State's 88.5 WVCP Gallatin. We'll be right back. So keep it right here. We're back here on Cover 4 Sports, Vol State's 88.5 Gallatin, WVCP. So uh, we're going to be talking some AFC, and we're going to be talking the Chargers. So what a big-time Monday night football win over the Raiders for them. And what, uh, as I said earlier, could be maybe the best division in all of football alongside the NFC West. you got the Chiefs, Broncos, Raiders, Chargers. Toss-up of a division. But we've seen the Chargers prevail two different times. Yep. I think part of the Chargers' success has come from Brandon Staley, their new coach. I think he's been terrific. Um, I think he's really helped Justin Herbert. I I think Austin Eckler has been really huge for this team. Underutilized last year. Yes, I completely agree. And right now, and I think right now, the Chargers, they're very dangerous. They're running that Alvin Kamara type Saint Mm -hmm. stuff with Eckler, and it's. Eckler's such a beast. They were showing him like on the broadcast, like working out, doing like one arm like curl ups and yep. stuff. Like the dude is jacked and he's playing like it and he's yeah. able to catch passes and run the ball effectively. And the Chargers offensive line is getting push. Yep. And that's what really swamped uh, the Raiders. How about Rashawn Slater? He yeah. has been what a pick. beast, man. What a yeah. pick. Yeah, it can be, I mean, O-linemen don't get the respect they, they mm-hmm. should, but that's one of the best rookies I've seen. Yeah, definitely. He's, I mean, Quentin Nelson level play almost. And um, really, like, you, you like the resiliency. So yeah. they get up 21 nothing. Derek Carr and the Raiders come storming back, make mm-hmm. it 21-14, and they have all the momentum in the world. The stadium's like 50-50 Raiders yeah. Chargers, <laughs> and you hear boos when the Chargers are entering from the Raiders fans. But so all the momentum in the world, mm-hmm. and Derek Carr gets the ball, gets a massive uh, pass to Henry Ruggs, takes you past midfield in the fourth quarter. They're down seven. And the drive stalls, and Daniel Carlson, who had hit 29 straight field goals, misses a field goal. And so now it's 21-14. How do you respond? They go down there, and they get, they get uh, stopped to a fourth and two. They pick up that fourth and two, and then they yep. score a touchdown. And that's the turning point in the game because you see the Raiders can go up and tie it when they have the ball before the missed mm-hmm. field goal. Mm-hmm. And then the Raiders can stop them on a fourth and two and have another chance with about nine minutes left to go down and do it again. But instead, you get up 28-14 and you effectively put the game away. And yeah. watching that Monday night game, most teams in the NFL, if you get up a three-possession game, it, yeah. most teams can wrap that up pretty handedly. Yeah. And for a moment there, I was like, wow, Derek Carr is coming. And it surprised me. But I, I think what it shows me about the Chargers is that, one, Justin Herbert, besides having a big arm, he is smart and he knows how to handle game situations. Yeah, you know, Herbert's, Herbert is awesome. He's having a great year so far. Probably he's on pace to have even better than um, a historic rookie year that he had. Yeah. 
but he was not perfect this game. No. Mm-hmm. He missed he missed a couple good ones. He missed he a big one to Mike Williams. Yeah, Even yeah. though they scored on that drive, that's still a big play that you you need to hit yeah. if you want to be in the uppest of upper echelon of quarterbacks. Yeah. And I think I think that we have not seen Justin Herbert's peak. I, yeah, I don't think oh, we no. have either. Oh, yeah. No. Oh no, but I feel like I feel like a lot of the blame for that for that um or not blame but the cause of their success was was Derek Carr's failure in the yeah. beginning of the game. Yeah, well, I wouldn't put that on Derek Carr. I would put that primarily on our offensive scheme. Mm-hmm. So the Raiders have not been a first half football team. And, and Again, if they want to if they want to be contenders and yeah. not if they want to be like contender contenders and not playoff contenders, then yeah. they need to be able to play two full halves of Raider football that they've been putting out impressive second half in overtime outings. And so I think the Raiders, what we saw there, besides the offensive scheme, and I think that you have to scheme, I think it ultimately comes down to scheme. And so if you know that you're, you have your two starting guards out, which Richie Incognito hasn't played this year, and so we have a second year John yeah. Simpson playing, and then uh, Jermaine Illuminor, uh, he, was, he was also hurt this game. We had another guy that I hadn't even heard of that was starting at guard. And so I think if you know that, then you have to pre- prepare better because what the Chargers were able to do last night so effectively, and Kenneth Murray was out, so this was Drew yeah. Tranquil doing this. They were sending Drew Tranquil on a blitz, and our running back, Josh Jacobs, who was also nicked up and wasn't 100% healthy, Josh Jacobs was having to help uh, on, on, with Alex Leatherwood on chipping Joey Bosa because Bosa was just absolutely manhandling yeah. uh, Alex Leatherwood. And so you see then, you have five. You have all five guys now in protection, and so that just leaves the. You just leave tranquil yeah, to just yeah. kind of come in and just like eat at Carr. And if you leave a tight end back there, then now you only have like two or three other receivers able to try and <laughs> yeah. get open. And so with the secondary of Derwin James and the other guys that got out there, yeah. like they have a they have a unit, and they're like coaching, and their game plan was so on point, and the Raiders looked so bad that yeah, first half yeah. offensively. I think the uh, the biggest thing that has surprised me, talking about the Raiders so far, I- I've always known Derek Carr has been that like upper level QB, not quite top ten in my opinion, but upper upper level. But the thing that surprised me about the most about the Raiders is their defense has been better than expected. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I've been really impressed with Gus Bradley this mm-hmm. year. Uh, he, it, but at the same time, not. And yeah. so there's certain things scheme wise where it's like, yeah. what are we doing here? Why mm-hmm. are we doing that? But just the fire that you can see has been lit under this defense and to I mean, get that, like, it's not the you're most, what's holding us down off the name. There's not an overwhelming amount of mm-hmm. talent on the no. defense. Yeah. Denzel Perryman right now, I'd say. Especially Denzel Perryman in the and Max Crosby. Yeah. Yeah. The and secondary then, is not very strong, but they still, even yeah. missing corners, like, they held, Last night. despite despite missed throws and drops, they held Mike Williams to so, a small amount of, if you look at the Raiders games that they've played so far, They've given they've given up points, but at the same time, a lot of their games have been prime time games. And like against a team like the Steelers that are very stagnant, yeah. they held them to the respectable seventeen that they should. Yeah, and so again, not to play the injury game because we, we just talked about the injury game mm-hmm. with Julio and AJ, but like you did have Trayvon Mullen get go down. Yeah, but you can't put Trayvon Mullen in the same breath of. <laughs> injury concerns as Julio and AJ Brown. Well, I think when you're having to go one on one with Kenyon, like. With Keenan uh, Allen. Allen and uh, Mike Williams, that poses a big thing. And so him going down, and then our second back, our, our secondary like perimeter corner going yeah. down, and uh, Damon Arnett, mm-hmm. which left it where it's Amik Robin, uh, Amik Robertson to mm-hmm. have to come in there and try and do it. And Amik Robertson's five nine. Yeah. Uh, so 
like you don't want him trying to Mike go Williams. Mike Williams. So now it's <laughs> matchup problems, and then you have a rookie slot uh, nickel guy and Nate Nate Hobbs, who's actually really good, yeah. but. It left a lot of problems out there. Not to mention on offense with the running back situation of uh, Josh Jacobs being hurt, and then Peyton Barber took back the, the opening kickoff and uh, messed up his ankle, and I didn't see him again until the third quarter, and he got one run, and then I didn't see him again yep. the rest of the yep. game. And mm -hmm. so that's a guy who has been effective when yeah. Jacobs has been out. Yeah. And so without that, and then we also didn't run any of our three tight end packages with Derek Carrier being hurt, and so like we were we had a uphill battle but we've had that same uphill battle yeah. with these type injuries all year and we found ways to win and we almost came back so I was and proud a prime of that. time game a primetime game itself is yet alone kind of it, it raises the stakes which some teams rise to the occasion some mm -hmm. teams don't and also it's a divisional game yeah. against a team that's more talented so they, they did I don't want to say that the Raiders didn't rise to the occasion because mm -hmm. we saw them they, they rose they yeah. were down 21 to nothing and they came back and gave themselves a chance to fight and win that game yeah. and then mm -hmm. didn't make the plays necessary to do so yeah. and i don't want to put that like you, you said on car i want i'd like to see the scheme be better you i'd know, like I, to see I, gruden and uh gruden and gus gus bradley and uh greg olson the offensive coordinator really create a better scheme for the players that they have out there. I'm just hoping it's not going to be like a Russell Wilson situation last year where he looked like a complete, like the best quarterback mm -hmm. in the league mm -hmm. the first, from the beginning and then after, yeah. and then just, yeah. just kind of extended. drops down. And I, I agree. I don't think that Derek's going to do that because like I said, I'm a Raiders fan. So mm -hmm. I've been watching these Derek Carr for years. Yeah. And honestly, it's never been him. He's always been able to perform, but then you always see these like little Interceptions or like weird plays where he's doing too much because yeah. he's like he, he under wants duress. to be the hero. Yeah. yeah, he really does. And I mean, he's from he's from yeah. went to Fresno State, grew up over there, grew up watching his brother David be the number one pick and play with the Texans and stuff. So he's been like this yeah. has been his dream. Yeah. And so he's playing for the team that he would have wanted to play for. He wants to be a Raider. Yeah. Uh, he does, isn't getting paid a bunch. Mm -hmm. I think that. And He's that's really one of the most selfless they guys really, in the league. They really need to take advantage of that. Because yeah. I, I think one point you made, Stephen, was that they don't have as much star power as the mm -hmm. Chargers or the Chiefs. I mean, if you look at those teams, you know, the Chargers, you're playing against guys that sell jerseys. You've got yeah. Keenan Allen, Justin Herbert, Patrick Joey, Bo Joey Bosa, Derwin James, a lot of big-name guys, you know. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of big-name guys. And then biggest name you, on our team is Max Crosby. Is Max Cro yeah. Darren Waller's I'm the not, biggest I, name on your I'm team. Not gonna, yeah. I was going to say defense, that. On defense. Yeah. I was going to say that because Waller was looking like a, like a star last he night. He is a superstar. He is, he, is yeah. he, is, he is the 17th highest-paid tight end in the league. And when you have him Who getting... Who would you say is the best tight end in the league? Because honestly... It's Kittle, and it's not going to ever be close. I don't know about that. No, not Kittle, Kelsey. I was about to say, I was like, yeah, yeah. Like, it's, Kelsey, Kelsey? And it's not close. I, I think was, it's Kelsey yeah. or I was Darren make, Waller. I was Waller make is the my point. two, but I think there's it is yeah. Waller's Kelsey the most athletic. and there is a gap. Yeah. Waller's the most athletic because that's definitely that, until Kyle Pitts gets going, man. That, that was yes. the point that I was going to make. Is that <laughs> are they going to get him going or until. no? Until when you look at the tight ends in the league, a couple years ago it was the big Kelsey Kittle debate. Yeah, because Kittle was up there back when the Chiefs and the Niners yeah. were in the Super Bowl. Everyone was like, "Do you take Kelsey? Do you take do you take Kittle? You know, whatever." He hasn't looked great. Kittle, since he came Kittle back from has kind of dropped off a little bit, and Darren Waller's kind of taken that number two spot. Yeah, and Darren another guy Waller. that we see rising is T.J. Hawkinson. For Hawkinson the is a beast. Mac, yes. Mark Andrews is always a beast too. Just yeah. reliable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but I think oh, the real back to my main point. What I was saying with the stars is that 
when you have Darren Waller, who is your superstar, is it's getting kind of the paid. AJ Brown type yes. deals. Well, well, and what I'm saying is that he's getting paid so little, and Derek oh. Carr is getting paid so little. You have to use your yeah. money to bring you in have these to use stars. that. But I think with that, what we were talking about with AJ Brown and Julio, yeah, like having those big name guys that you know are, are out there, like mm-hmm. it does make a difference. Yeah. So I'm not trying and to like, undersell that from yeah. earlier, but yeah. like having those guys that create mismatches and you have to game plan around helps yeah. and mm-hmm. we don't have many of those especially when Josh Jacobs is hurt so you're not game planning around stopping the run and yeah. you can sell out and yeah. stop in that pass and then the Raiders are a build through the draft kind of team yeah they don't bring in a lot of free agents which I think they should be doing when they have this much money but they they always win enough games that their draft pick isn't good enough yeah, to like, bring in these superstars. we're gonna be picking 12 through yeah. uh, 22 yeah. this year and that's why your point is correct they need to start pulling in from the dra- from the free agent yeah pool. Mm-hmm. after all as you, as you said, if, if your quarterback isn't making that much money, which is going to take the most of your salary cap, yeah. then you'll have mm-hmm. plenty of options. Exactly. Yep. And, like, you look at Cleveland, who hasn't, who is about to be ugly in salary cap yeah. because they haven't paid Denzel Ward, Miles Garrett, and I think Baker Mayfield's going to want a lot of money. Yeah. I think they're going to lose some guys. guys. They bring in, like, every year, they bring in the Clowney, the John Johnson. Like, yeah. if yeah. the they Raiders love, were making these kind of signings, names. like, yeah. it'd be a whole other story, you know? And talking more about the Cleveland Browns, if y'all are okay, talking about next week's matchup between the Chargers and the Browns, because I think that that's is very, that's very topical. I think <laughs> yeah. that's very a very, very interesting matchup, because one, you've got two three and one teams, right? Yeah. Both, I would say, are considered dark horse contenders with relative. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say the Chargers are dark horse anymore. I'd say that they're still, they're up there. I still can't believe that they're, that you're call, that we can call the Browns a dark horse team. Yeah, they're. I mean, Baker had. I don't a think bad, either. Baker had a bad week, mm-hmm. but take take that out, and I mean. They've they've probably got the best run game in football besides yeah. Baltimore. Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb. Well, man. Uh, my biggest mm-hmm. concern with uh, with Cleveland right now great. is how 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 are they going to fit Odell Beckham into their offense? And do you keep trying or Baker and Odell were like not on the same page? I, I know. Think it's Wide open work. downfield. Missed yeah. them. You don't think it's going to work? I don't think it's going to work. I don't think it ever worked. He's missed too much time. Yeah. He's missed yeah. too much time. They haven't been able to build enough chemistry. They never will be able to build the chemistry. So at this point, you might as well just. And Odell's still riding. It's been like Odell's the, still riding the Giants days man, to be a superstar. It's been and three still, years. Giants that they days in middle schoolers and he's are a, keeping yeah. Odell alive. He's still he's still <laughs> he's a top dollar player, isn't he? Yeah. So you can move off him, get some calories calorie space for the Browns. <laughs> calorie space. <laughs> calorie yeah. You know what I'm saying? Calorie cap. cap. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> what I meant. Calorie cap here. Yeah, but I mean, once they pay those three big big names, and you know, I don't think they're going to be able to keep guys like Kareem Hunt. That make this offense tick. So I think their Super Bowl window is is and if they want to jump on it now is the time. And I think that the Chargers Super Bowl window is starting to become starting to open up. Yeah. And we're starting Until to they pay Herbert, I think that's the biggest thing. Is like the Mahomes and the Chiefs are, are the biggest it's contenders. Just about to say that when you don't have to pay the QB all this money. You know? And look, Mahomes, Mahomes and the Chiefs. So in this AFC West that has the Raiders, who I think they hold their own destiny, and I think that they can hold their own with yeah. any team in the league. And possibly to probably come out with a win on most teams. Then you still have the Chiefs, who are 2-2, yeah. two and two, but somehow you just can't bring yourself to like want to rank them outside of yeah. the top seven. Like I find myself still wanting to put them in the top five best teams just because <laughs> of Mahomes, Tyreek exactly. Hill. I mean, who are, they playing, who are they playing next week? Who are, who are they playing next week? The, who are we chi- talking about? the Chiefs. Chiefs are playing the Chiefs Bills playing next the Bills, week. Yeah, the Bills. Yeah. This game will, is going to be a tell-all game. game. And the Chiefs are favored, but I don't think I, – I Who think, are the Bills? Who yeah. are the Chiefs? That's what we're about to find well, I mean, out right this next upcoming week. I mean, recently I've been seeing the reason why that would probably be is because a lot of people are, are still going to really take Josh Allen as a serious no, – yeah. Which is crazy. I, I know. Think the, Bills, like, the Bills are still my favorite team in the NFL. They right put now. up – Not my favorite, but I think my favorite, like – 
as the best team because I think the Cardinals haven't looked perfect, but the Bills are going out against teams they should beat and putting 35-0, yeah. 40-0. And Josh 43, Allen 43-21, awesome. garbage time touchdown and, against Washington. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, like it's the, crazy. Stuff. They've absolutely throttled the teams that they're supposed to beat. And look, we saw the Broncos beat the teams they're supposed to beat, but it was like the ugly kind of like it twenty-seven was to five teams. It was like twenty-three to seven, yeah. Yeah. twenty-seven zero, twenty-six. Like little, like probably none of those the scores offense, are right. The but defense that's like, are just clicking, man. They look like they the look. Bills, they're like complete. throttling those. They teams. look complete, man. The Even thing, the run game's like with Zach Moss. Yeah. Yeah, I think this uh, Bills-Chiefs game primarily comes down to the Bills' defense because the Chiefs' defense has looked weak, and I think Josh Allen takes advantage oh, of that. Man. I think it comes down to how does the Bills' defense match up against Mahomes. Trade Davius White. Because we've seen, we've seen teams Oliver. like the Eagles. The Eagles have a lot of firepower, and they put up 30 points yeah. on the Chiefs, but they can't stop Mahomes from scoring yeah. 42. This I is going to be must-watch mm-hmm. football. Yep. All, uh, all uh, circuit... Uh, 2017 Rams Chiefs where there was yeah. 100 points scored. I would like to see another game yeah. like that. I mean, you're, I mean, it's just it's just impossible to count them out as long as Patrick Mahomes is on the field. Exactly. Yeah. You he, don't you don't know what he's. Well, yeah. You've always you see him make those effortless, effortless um, throws yeah. down the field. All those ridiculous type of type of passes. Yeah. You don't know what he's going to do yeah. next. He can, and the he thing can, is, he can move too. It's just, even he can when do it. even when Mahomes isn't on, he is amazing. Yeah. And like just when he's on, it's it's. It's unstoppable. Yeah. And going back to your point about uh, the Cleveland Browns being borderline, you, you think they are Super Bowl contenders. What well, you yeah. Say? Well, yeah. yes, but my point necessarily wasn't even about the talent that they have yeah. that they currently have. It's about the fact that they're the Browns. Yeah. And, no. the, and if you go back a few years ago, you look at the mm. Browns and you say, oh, well, they're but the, the Browns. But the only reason <laughs> that I, I was saying is that I think that they are still considered dark horses in my eyes is just because in the AFC, you still have the Chiefs, the Bills, who look, you know, Mm-hmm. Incredible, and they lost to the And Chiefs then you, you're also in the same division as Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, who've looked really good as well. And you can't throw out the Bengals. Bengals are three and one, and mm-hmm. you never know what Burrow is going to like. Yeah. Burrow, Joe Burrow is flashy. The book Alex is still, Smith the book's not the book's not out on Burrow yet. Yeah. Like yeah. he still was the number one pick a year ago. Came off of an injury. We haven't seen much of him. Mm-hmm. Like he's he could still so, be the best quarterback of this upcoming generation. Very, we haven't seen it. He's yet. very I'm not saying wish though. Yeah. He's on and he's off, and I want to see him. If we get on Joe Burrow, then like. Where where are you, he's top, not yet, but like once he gets there, he's he could be a top one, 10, 12 top, quarterback. Yeah. Top oh, 10, yeah. and you could see him sink into that top five. If he's on yeah. Joe Burrow down in his career, this guy could become a generational quarterback. Mm-hmm. That's Very why true. they took him one. And I I don't expect to see much more of this like three and one Bengals. Like I think it's yeah. going to start to yeah. come to a slow, but like they do have pieces. Still fun you, to watch. You have Tyler Tyler Boyd and then... T. Higgins is like actually really T. good. T. Higgins, and Jamar we haven't even Chase. talked about Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase, oh my and goodness. Joe Mixon is a quality running back. Joe yep. Mixon's really good, yeah. and I, you like what they you like what they're doing. They've been drafting offensive line and stuff too recently, and yeah. like, and so. And uh, just to put into a hold, the the AFC itself is just filled with young it's talent. A dog you've fight, got man. you've got Lamar Jackson, you've got Joe Burrow, Baker Mayfield, all young guys. Justin Herbert, Justin I mean, Herbert, yeah. Patrick Patty Mahomes, Mahomes Josh like, Allen. I, it's just it's yeah. a dogfight of younger quarterbacks. I think in if you in like three or four years, you know, teams like the Titans, teams like the Pittsburgh that have been good and consistent for, for years are going to fall behind and mm-hmm. t- unless they, they find their quarterback in the draft because Tannehill is great, but he's, he's, yeah. he's still getting up there in age, and I think he's going to be good for the next three years, but after that, you're going to be like, yeah. you know, do it's we kind of like well, Tannehill, Derek well, Carr well, for the next yeah. four, three, four, Even five Carr, years? Yeah. Like well, how, how, how much are we paying him? We're how paying him much less than we should be because yeah. I think he, he's being 
And that's I something wanna, I think that yeah. Tannehill you and Derek Carr are really this, selfless. But I think he got a smaller contract than Nick Foles did when he was signed by the Jaguars after the Super Bowl. Wow. Yeah. So he is criminally underpaid. Yeah. And the thing is, just to make your point about Ryan Tannehill, I think Ryan Tannehill, like in a couple of years, is going to be the perfect quarterback to bring in a young guy to watch play. Yeah. I yeah. think he's going to be a Derek Carr is that type guy too. Yeah. Like I, I really like him as like the mentor. That's my fear because I don't think that those Titans have a very good history of bringing in young. Yeah, young I agree. And I agree. With, like we said, with this upcoming draft, but you I don't think, want to get one. I out think of this if one. they're gonna, this is the, this is finally the right coaching staff to do it. And I, if if there's a move at offensive coordinator, because I think right now he he's he's playing off what Arthur Smith did, and he said he knows I he's like I can I know Ryan Tannehill can do this, so we'll plug him in in the offense and he'll do that. Yeah, but. If you bring in a young quarterback, I don't know how capable Todd Downing is of creating a new scheme along that guy's strengths. And you also have to factor in by the time we do, I, I think in like two or three years yeah. is when they're looking to bring in a new guy. Arch um, Manning. Yeah, Archie Dude, Manning. Right? I think uh, I think the majority, I'd say about 70 or 80% of the younger quarterbacks you're bringing in are going to be mobile of some mm-hmm. sort. That and is also, the a, new I age of the that. NFL. Mm-hmm. You need that. Yeah. See, and but also, if we're talking like three to four years down the line, now you're seeing guys like Burrow, who's already like, what, 22, 23? Yeah. They're mm-hmm. getting up 27, 28, and then they got like that six or so years. It's just kind of like Dude, the seesaw thing of like I don't the know. league. It used, <laughs> 30 used to be the number of like, oh, like, that's all right, regression. To, but at quarterbacks, that's not the norm Brady's anymore. Brady's 44. Brady. <laughs> Rodgers, like these guys ben just keep not really that good, but he's still <laughs> but he, able to go but out he there gets, and play. He's he gets here. banged up yeah, more Matt, than those other guys Matt do. Ryan. I'm not going to lie, though. Matt, my, the Matt Ryan and the Ben Roethlisberger's are the ones that tell me that the age is still a factor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. Look, look, at Breeze, well, look at Breeze last year. How old is Roethlisberger, like 39? 38 yeah. or 38, 39. 39. Like I think Matt Ryan's only like, what, yeah. 37, 36? I, I'm curious to the future what like it's gonna be a long time, but what a veteran Kyler Murray and what a veteran Lamar Jackson looks like when those yeah. legs because they're like they're running. I'm not gonna get a Sam Darnold. Well, I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, the Lamar Jackson one's gonna be the most interesting yeah. because he's more of a running back. Because do you get a more explosive or do you get a slowed down version? Maybe I, 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 feel, I don't. Well, I don't the, think that's he's the, a bad passer. He's not a bad passer, but the problem mm-hmm. is like his passing ability. They're so worried about the run that it opens up. That's the problem with Lamar, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. His passing ability isn't the issue. It's his passing like. Mm-hmm. His passing IQ is, is where he needs to develop. I further. think that you pose the question again, like I've been saying, like if you take away the mobility, mm. is he a starting NFL quarterback? I think, yes, talking. he's a starting quarterback, but I don't think he's an MVP candidate. You, like you brought up the point of like prime, like Kyler Murray and all that. Uh, we've also seen guys like Russell Wilson. You could say he's in his prime. He's relatively like coming yeah. up on age, and he still looks the same as he did. Yeah, he's only like, what, 33, 34, 32? But still, that's the number where people have been saying that's the drop-off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm saying players, I mean, every draft. If you're smart, it's an IQ dude, thing. Every oh, yeah, NFL absolutely. draft, the players get more athletic. Yep. And they're getting bigger, and they're getting faster. Uh, I mean, everybody's running a 4-4 nowadays down <laughs> to the linebackers. So. Yeah. Every draft that comes Miles in, Garrett. more QBs are going to be that now, way. Wasn't there some like, linemen more that ran like a 4-5 or something Need to cater, like cater themselves that way. Montez Sweat ran like a Four three, yeah, <laughs> absurd. Well, that's well, the evolution. Well, uh, that is all the time we have today. So that's going to be a wrap here for Cover Four Sports on Ball State's eighty-eight five WVCP Gallatin. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at Cover Four Sports, and catch us next week and stay covered.
What's up, y'all? This is uh, Cover 4 Sports. I'm Coleman, and this is Vol State's 88.5. Joining me today is... Mike Sadler. Stephen Ball. D.K. Tidwell. And we're going to be talking some NBA stuff today. So NBA preseason has started back up. B-ball, uh, B-ball, B-ball. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mike, what, what do you think about just some of the action that we saw in those first set of preseason games? Well, we got to see that the offseason moves that have been made all across the league have actually been making some big, powerful strides. A good example of such is the Heat. Yeah. A lot of people have been talking about, a lot of, especially a lot of Heat fans, have been questioning, what's the point? Like, what, why, do, what, why is yeah. getting, we got, okay, yeah. we got Kyle Lowry, what yeah. does that mean? But like, I, why bring I myself in? was wondering, what's the jump from mm -hmm. Drogic to Lowry? I okay, I mean, there's, I mean, I hate to say this, but Drogic was, Drogic, the reason that they weren't able to be a threat to my Lakers at all is the fact that Drogic, if he's your best scorer, yeah. you're, yeah. you're losing. And yeah. Yeah. Tyler Hero was like irrelevant. Tyler this, Hero. This past season almost. Man's it's been not partying with Jack Harlow too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not just that. It's, the f it's just the fact that he, um, at least from whatever I, ever, I can tell, he wasn't focused. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He was and not. His second, he, he came off, he came yeah. off a, playoff, uh, a playoff run where he yeah. looked like he was going to be everybody a star in the main. Everybody, everybody starts talking about, about him. About He's a being, young guy. To your point of being focused, I, I think it's hard to judge a lot of play that came from the bubble because when you're yeah. in the bubble, all it is is basketball. Yeah. It's straight basketball. You go no outside people I, there. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't think that makes a difference in his case considering that when he went to the finals, he disappeared. Yeah. yeah. He went, yeah. So, he, so even though he was just playing straight basketball, uh, he, yeah. it, that, that finals run to me was a representation of what we get in the year. I think it contributed to the next he, season. He had a pretty good preseason game, didn't he? Oh, yeah, he did yeah. good in the preseason. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, mean, a, I mean, he did good in the preseason, but then, like I said, the most impressive factor of the preseason was the plays we were able to see from – um, Bam Adebayo, yeah. orchestrated by Kyle yeah. Lowry. Yeah, you're not wrong. He went 26 points yesterday. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. like, uh, I like to see it. I, I, they're looking lobs. More, they were looking more complete with Lowry like, at the helm. Like, look at look with at the like, like if you look that. at the um, if you look at the statistics, well, you see, see La that Lowry went five points. But the points aren't the issue. Yeah, it's the the biggest thing that the Heat were missing was a playmaker. Yeah. If you look at this, these stats seven right assists. here, he mm -hmm. has seven assists in fifteen. Seven minutes. assists, yeah. and it opened it for Hero. To, like Hero, you could already see he had four assists. Like they're they're rubbing off of each other, and you're seeing that movement go around. and You get Bam involved, yeah. and you, you got, start dunking. And, and if you go small, you got Hero, and 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 what's the sharpshooter? Duncan Robinson, Duncan, Duncan Robinson. Robinson, those guys, he's going to be able to facilitate them, get better shots for them, and that's just more points. And the, button, thing, you know? the thing you got to remember about this Heat team is that Kyle Lowry has championship experience, which comes with leadership. Mm -hmm. You know, even though you can look back on that Raptor team he won with, you know, you could primarily equate that with Kawhi. Kawhi yeah. balled out in those in he that did. series. Dude, but Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry had a great series. He did. He really he did. did. And I'm, he I'm he the, showed up in big moments. I'm of the belief that Kyle Lowry's Kyle Lowry being on this team is going to be not, not only be able to unlock the the younger players, but it's also going to be able to allow, allow everybody to be, do what they're best at. Because yeah, yeah. you'll, you'll have Jimmy be able to actually be a defender and be mm -hmm. able to actually facilitate Three his own. He's the type of guy that opens up your offense and opens up the game for yeah. you and allows you to be you because he's him. And exactly. You don't need Jimmy to taking the ball down the court every exactly every yeah. Jim, because Jim, that's not that, that's not Jimmy's strong exactly. that's and you have somebody that you trust do. to bring it up now like could you trust Tyler Hero this past year I wouldn't <laughs> say so like you I'm still not trusting him with ball handling abilities right yeah, now. I know and so it's like sit in the corner uh, <laughs> and I think that this is really good for Hero I yeah. think that having a guy like Lowry because like a guy like Jimmy is all good for Hero but like they're different <laughs> positions right. but now you have a guy that's your position that's been there done that that can really mentor him I don't know if Hero is him. a point guard Hero's a shooting yeah, he's a, but he, he played a point guard in yeah. college and can be the point guard. And like, think Kyle Lowry's already what, like 36? Yeah. When he retires, 
Who's going to be there? Yeah, they moved on to Kendrick another, Nunn, so they don't have that. They moved on to Kendrick Nunn, so they can hand, hand him to me for free. So yeah, I'm there you go. <laughs> so, so I'm, like, I'm, I'm ready and able. And, so and I'm talking very, about I'm very, uh, very the free agency moves that they made, I also think P.J. Tucker was a really good pickup. Oh, too. yes. P.J. Yeah. Tucker and Markeith off the benches. Are really more, yeah. more championship experience. Getting yep. guys that have mm-hmm. IQ. I like what the Heat have done. Uh, the Hawks, who they who lost 125-99 to 99 to the Heat, they, they uh, picked up some players this offseason and uh, picking up – uh, off the draft, Sharif Cooper, who yeah. had a really great showing in the uh, what's that called? Summer, Summer League. League. Summer League. I'm really, I'm, I'm really curious to see how the Hawks bounce back this year to show us if they were pretenders or contenders yeah. in this playoffs. I mean, I'm, I'm of the belief that if they can, they'll be, they'll actually be able to do a lot if they actually let their um, number 22 right there, Cam Reddish, yeah. actually, actually just thrive. Cam let Reddish cook with Trey Young, man. Come on. Yeah. Cam Reddish, I've been waiting for him to kind of do yeah, what yeah. everybody thought he was going to do, and we just haven't seen it yet. But I, I, really, because when because when he was in the playoffs, he actually did. Show in the playoffs, in the playoffs, he did. But like, again, is that going to continue? Because Tyler Hero in the playoffs, yeah. did did it continue? I, no. I so, feel like it's just the issue of Cam Reddish having injury issues, plus yeah. being on just them not really wanting to wanting to give him the keys yet. I mean, and so a yeah. lot of plays. But are you a, going to give him the keys? A majority of that offense start in Trey's hands and doesn't leave it. Yeah, and that's what and needs so, to change. Well, well, the problem is Sharif Cooper. Well, the problem is with um with Trey right now. Yeah. He has it's a shot IQ. Yeah. His shot IQ is not good. That's what I'm so, saying. So so that's the thing. If you have another option with Cam Reddish, you'll be able to have yeah. more um easy yeah. easy um high percentage shots. That's the thing about for, Steph for that makes Steph. Steph, like, one of the greatest the best shooter, he point guards ever. He's, like, Steph plays the smartest basketball of, like, any point guard that I've ever seen. Of course. Man, that's why, Chris I, Paul, that's why I think James Harden is so good, man. Because his playmaking ability is, is top yeah. tier. Mm. I feel like, I see, I think that James, I, I love James Harden uh, as a player, don't get me wrong, but, like, I don't think, like, off the court and his Dude. attitude, but it he, seems kind of like team, like, he he's He's becoming like, criminally underrated on that Nets team. That's I don't, well, it's, I think, I don't think he's becoming underrated, considering he was, also, he was the, everybody was lauding him as an MVP candidate yeah. last year. I don't I, like his attitude. I don't either, and the thing yeah. is, I don't, the thing about James Harden. I don't like any of their three stars' attitude. <laughs> I don't have a problem with Durant's attitude. You know, Durant has gotten Durant, 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 I'll give you that. He the, has gotten He wanted a lot of attention in Golden State, but it's been different. The, Durant's issue, Durant's issue has never been about his uh, his uh, his like um attitude. I think yeah. it's just mo- more been about his it's a, his, ab- his ability to not re- yeah. not react to that. Yeah, yeah, I think Kyrie goes without talking right now, without oh, speaking. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean yeah. Kyrie Kyrie's is like Kyrie just, Kyrie is in an, is in a class with three other individuals. Well, now two because yeah. because one Wiggins. Of them, well, Wiggins is finally yeah, finally exactly. done the right thing. But he's yeah. also he's also still kind he's of, like the yeah. fake fakest of fake woke people. Yeah, yeah but we have but then we have Jonathan Isaac and oh my gosh um, Jonathan Isaac. Yeah, him. Kyrie. Yeah. There. So there's you, a if you get I the thing about Jonathan Isaac is like when you look at everybody else in the room and think everyone else in the room is crazy, <laughs> that says a lot. Yeah. And it's like you get if you get shunned by your teammates, you know, there's a reason for that. Oh, yeah. you mean you mean when they didn't go to his his own sermon? Yeah. So the Nets obviously, you know, Kyrie, Katie, Harden, three of the top players in the NBA. Do obviously that alone in itself, it's dominant. But do do you think the Nets should move off Kyrie? I think I I think I think as um from a from a talent perspective, absolutely not. Yeah, Yeah, from a talent perspective, no. But from a a winning championship, no. But from actual in game, Mm. like what what team is going to bring in Kyrie right now? 
is the bigger question. Yeah. Because I'm, not should I, you move, I mean, how could you move? I mean, that's the, well, well, that's the funny thing about what it. I, thought. I yeah. think they have a much better opportunity to win with him because not just not just because of him. Yeah. We just saw in the preseason game against the Lakers. Oh my God. We had Cam Thomas. Dude. Well, now that everybody's gonna gonna have yes. their full off season and full season of chemistry, it's it it could get really interesting for. Brooklyn. I don't think they're gonna have their full season of chemistry. The Nets. Yeah. Too much rest. Too much injury. Too, injuries are always gonna be a problem yeah, with that yeah. team. And but the problem is this year they made up for that because even though they went all in on offense once again, they now have a rookie. Yeah. Of Cam, mm-hmm. and Cam Thomas, who is probably just as good, if not better, than a scorer than even the, some of the people they picked up. Year. Yeah. No, it's his first year. He got. He got, dra- sure. he got drafted. And with injuries, too, I think, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Mm-hmm. I think with injuries, too, their signing of Patty Mills is a really good oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Especially if you saw him in the Olympics. He was, mm. he was, he was on it. And with Kyrie on track to miss 50% of the games this year, <laughs> yeah. Patty yeah. Mills is looking like an even better signing. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Honestly, I like the fit of Patty Mills with those other two guys, James yeah. Harden and KD, better than I like Kyrie. I don't think that they fit. I, I, can't, I, can't I can't say that. that. I think, I, no, the talent I, I over... The it, talent over the talent makes up for them not fitting by in a, a, completely, but like the fluidness of like the Warriors from like the uh, 2015s, that's not yeah. what we're gonna see. With, I don't know uh, the Nets. I, I, I don't think you'll. Souls. I don't think you'll ever see that again, though. Yeah. But it's not like the you know, way they all just fit together. Well, that's because you have people like Clay Thompson, who's also who's a three and D, and you yeah. have Clay, and you have and you Steph's have Steph's not Steph, selfish. Yeah, you have and you have Steph, who's also and KD yeah. will make any shot. Exactly. And I but think then you have these three ball dominant guys. That I don't know the ball. They're all ball dominant scores but they're all also elite playmakers all three of them well, that's but, a, that's, but their spacing is just so weird the spacing might be weird but you have to pay attention to this and because of the fact that how I'm, do you defend I, it yeah it's, it's exactly yeah. Yeah. And, and the fact of the matter is one of them's always going to be injured it's going to happen yeah. so with that being said I mean, you have you have you'll have just two of them at a the time it's going to be fine because we saw it in the playoffs when we had Kyrie and Kevin Durant both yeah. of them played and they were on, they, it, was, it was almost impossible to beat. They beat them. Yeah. They dominated by like 30 points in, for the and, first two and games. Even throwing a little Blake Griffin in the pot <laughs> yeah. doesn't hurt, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, I guess another massive issue that should be addressed would be what do the Sixers do with Ben Simmons? Do we, <laughs> do you? He's just I'm lost. a Sixers fan and have been there from the beginning. So He's just I've lost about $8 million. Yeah. And people have been, and now people are speaking on the fact that they might have to, they might have to enact the amnesty clause. What's that? Elaborate. The, the, am, the amnesty clause is a clause that allows you to waive a player without it taking, without it being on your books. Oh wow! Okay. They, you still have to pay the player. Yeah. But you, it won't, ha- it won't affect your your cap. Oh wow! Oh. So I've you could, seeing, so you could sign another I've player. I've been seeing entirely. a lot of chatter recently that Ben Simmons, like, they're gonna, that, like, they may make it sound like he wants to play at some point this year, but. He's not going to, and it's, they're going to chalk it up to injury. It's very, what, I saw it's very like Texans. We're holding on to Deshaun <laughs> Watson. Yeah, it, but, but the Sixers don't want to hold on to him because yeah. they want to get rid of him. But there's he, no market going back. Is to Sacramento. Still oh, there's a market all right. Market? Yeah. Oh, there's definitely a market yeah. all right. No market that Daryl Morey's going to take. Exactly, yeah. that's the problem. Going, going back to what you said, Mike, uh, about the clause. Uh, do would you prefer to do that, or are you still looking for trades? If I'm if I'm the 76ers, I'm doing that because you don't just want to dump a star like Ben. You Simmons don't want to dump a star. You don't want to dump a star, but if the problem is you can't you can't sign anybody else. I've heard mm-hmm. that the Cavs are not the. the the first reports were like they weren't willing to trade Colin Sexton for any in any yeah. form or fashion. But I've heard recently that it's Darius Garland that they'd rather keep and hold on to. And I think an, a, a trade package that if I was the Sixers, I would accept would be a Colin Sexton, Isaac Okoro for Ben Simmons deal. Okoro. Yeah. Okoro. Hmm. Okoro is your. 
Of course, you're not going to make up the defensive production because I think Ben is the best defender in the league. And you're not going to make up for that, but Isaac Okoro I mean, is no, no on that team, slouch you on have, defense. You have, if you bring in Okoro, Okoro, Embiid, Thibel is a great defensive yeah. trio. And I mean, that. It, and Okoro's improving offensively yeah. in terms of his, he's kind of another thing. And he's you like bring a in Drummond Thibel. off the bench. Drummond off the bench. I like that. And then I, Colin yeah. Sexton taking the ball, kind of being a Tyrese Maxey type player. Yeah. I think that that could work. And I also, in that trade, they included Kevin Love. And I, <laughs> I just didn't say it because I was like, there's no way that we get yeah. Okoro, Colin Sexton, and Kevin Love. But if we could bring in Kevin Love, a part of that also. Dude, Colin oh Sexton was awesome last year. He yes. was, but I'm going to say, trust me, having Andre Drummond off the bench is still not a good thing. He had a great game the other night. Oh, he can yeah. have as many great games in the preseason as he wants. I've seen him in the play yeah. I've seen him in the regular season and the playoffs on my team. Coming from a Lakers yeah. fan here. He's not, you know, no, he's he not. He was so good in Dwight Howard, Andre Drummond, who do you rather have? I'm taking Dwight Howard yeah. free. There's no, I, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm. They're both the, you, they're both the same type guy to me. You could, you could say that, but the problem is one has an IQ and one doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Dwight Howard is a rim protector. Andre Drummond is a. Oh look, the ball's in the air. Yeah. <laughs> He's shacked in a fool. Yeah. That's, that's, but, that's, uh, that's the thing. Like, I I was a, I'm a, I have to as a Lakers fan I have to be optimistic. Yeah. On all of our signings I have to be optimistic. Yeah. Until I until I'm proven until yeah. I'm proven wrong otherwise. And Andre Drummond, I saw him. I saw him play against the Nets with the Cavs and get those 18 rebounds. And I was yeah. like, oh yeah, he's doing really good he's with this. Stuff. And then when he got to us, but the, um, yeah, he can't score. He, he'll do a – there's a basic layup. I think that there's something to be said, though, that he's going to be working with Embiid at practice every single day. I think that you'll see a step up in his game just because to, Golly, me, to twin, be better, th that package, going That twin tower package with them two is, is like scary for any, yeah. any slasher. It would be scary on that front, but the problem is there's no space. Like, yeah. The spacing. And so, look. Yeah. Embiid, Embiid, Embiid can yeah. shoot, but he can't. Drummond will be coming yeah. off the bench. Drummond can't. I, I, don't, I, right I think a lineup. They're not going to generally be in the is same. Is Toby line. still on that team? Toby Harris? Tobias, to Harris. Tobias Harris. Yeah, I love is. Tobias Harris. Yeah, no, he, no, that's great. But if you have a, a lineup with. Toby didn't play the other day. If you have a lineup with Andre Drummond and. Um, what's mean? Embiid. Embiid? Then you take no. Toby out of the well, game. Yeah. Well. yeah, and I don't think we do that. We never really, I don't believe at any point we saw uh, an Embiid, uh, Dwight Howard lineup. And no. we got, mm -hmm. we got, we got Drummond in place of Dwight Man. Howard. Yeah. And I think, am I right in saying that Embiid was quoting and saying that the Sixers were wrong in moving on from Jimmy Butler? Yes. yes. I saw that quote You're the right. other day and that, that was really interesting to me. Like, the, the, Embiid was talking and he was being nice, but he's saying that we've built this team for Ben because Ben yeah. and Butler didn't work super well, and they chose Ben over him. Yeah. And so they continued to put pieces around Ben. They got yep. uh, Tobias Harris, somebody that can score from all three levels for Ben. They got Seth Curry, who can snipe from three for yep. Ben. They got Danny Green for Ben. They got Georges Nyang for Ben. They got all these guys for Ben. And but, like he mm. was pretty much saying, they haven't built for me because I – I can play with anybody. I and think I think the pro I think the problem is though he's still there. If if, <laughs> if, Embi if, if Ben Simmons and Embiid are not going to work, if Embiid's not there, oh, I think it works. Yeah. Oh, I don't, the problem. Oh, I don't think it does because the problem is when it comes to his scoring output. Ben's. It, I don't I don't remember the exact stat, but it was something like the plus minus you when know, Ben's. It doesn't matter if playing it works because Embiid, it's never going to work again. Look. The plus minus with when Ben is playing without Embiid, it's like yeah. the Sixers trail by like 126, and then Ben and Embiid on the court were like ahead by 900. It's like that's what happens when your best players are on the court. Well, though. that might be. Yeah, like I said, I feel like he can force it to work, but in terms of Ben's individual performance, the it will not be destroyed. The yeah. Sixers, I, yes, the relationship is gone. Everything's been destroyed. But the, before all that happened, 
the fact that Ben thought that that didn't work, the Sixers could could win. A, that just shows his mentality. The th- the thought that he would think that it couldn't work, and that's why he's pulling out. Yeah. You never think you, as a player, you, that's like the worst thing to hear as a fan of a team. Okay. That, Two my, weeks in a row, Coleman. Look, if I had work, I'd be going to work. <laughs> but I'm not. Don't have work, so I'm not going to work. So. Uh, Moving off from the uh, 76ers, Mike, I want to get your take on the uh, Golden State Warriors Jordan this season. Poole. They're getting uh, they're getting a healthy Clay Thompson back. Obviously, they missed the playoffs by the play-in last year, losing to the Lakers and the Grizzlies. How do you think they perform this year? I think that with the, with, with with Steph Curry on the team, you're always going to have you're always going to be like a contend. Yep. you're going to always be playoff bound. Yeah. I, yeah. I presume. Yeah. You're like going to be in the mix. And they already had their two their two additions of Moses Moody and mm-hmm. um, Jonathan Kaminga, so I think yeah. they're already going to have a much better shooting team. Yeah. But the only thing I have to question still is IQ. Because yeah. that's the reason, that's what kept them out of the playoffs in the first place. Guys like Jordan that, Poole, if we see an IQ step up and like a production step up from him. Oh, his, produ- his production will never be the he issue. The person, I know. The person I'm I think that his IQ, with the James IQ raise in his game. That's one right there. That's uh-huh. the IQ. That's one IQ I'm looking towards. And there's a big, there's a big one. I think Jordan. Wiggins. Oh, Wiggins. Wiggins. Um, skill. I feel he's yeah. very under, underrated as a player. Did they still have Pascal. See, no. No, see, who? Eric Pascal. Oh, oh. Uh, I don't know. I think they do. I don't know if they I think do. if if they still have him, like I, I've always been a, I've always been a big fan of that guy. I think. But that it's he like does everything. But, well. but then there's the thing about yeah. Clay. Clay is the real big one because Clay as a so much his, shoot, his shooting ability is always going to be there. It's I don't think that'll ever go away. It's so ridiculous. But there's yeah. something that there's something to be said though. His ability to get um, um, off ball is one of his best, best aspects. Oh my God! His off ball, his off ball ability, and his ability to, and could, his defensive. Curry could close his eyes and always know where Clay was on the court because yeah. that's the kind of chemistry they have. But that's the problem. If with with a, both an Achilles and an ACL tear yeah. on two, in both in two different legs, the amount uh, the possibility of his ability to move the, the way he did is always is always in question. And, and when and you're a shooter, the, your and, base and how you go up and shoot like. I, w- I don't, don't think I don't think it's going to be affected. I don't but think at the same time, that's something yeah. to look out but the for. Thing, but the I thing think about second nature for him. The thing yeah, about the injury is that you've seen you've seen a lot of players in history they try and come back too soon. I think Clay took the proper amount of time. I think he's going to be fresh. I think he's going to be good. I think he's going to be ready to go. And I think it affects the Warriors in a very good way. But yeah. it's the defense, the defense and the off-ball mm-hmm. ability are the things that I'm scared about because his lateral quickness might be affected by the, by mm-hmm. both of these injuries back to back. And the mental like. Is he gonna be? Is that gonna be in the back of his mind I, while he's trying to clamp Kyrie on the on a shot to win the finals again? Like you know what I'm saying? Like is he gonna be thinking about those things? Like if I is he gonna, like when this? he goes up, is he gonna be thinking about like how he how goes he's gonna, up, or is he gonna I be thinking think, about what's about yeah. to happen when he goes down, or is he gonna be thinking about hitting the layup? You know what I'm I saying? Don't th- like, I don't think that'll be the problem because he's not, he's more often than not he's more of an outside shooter anyway. Yeah. So he's not, so he's never gonna be in a situation where he's going to be in a like physically. He's never been a physical player. Yeah. To yeah. yeah. So his. His fear of injury won't be there. I don't think that would ever be an issue for him. Shooting and landing. Oh, I mean, he knows how to land. I feel like he'll be fine there. It's all about the fact of, is he going to, is, is he going to, ha- is he going to have the ability, the physical ability yeah. to move the way he used you to? You know, Coleman, speaking of not being able to land, I would just like to talk about this year's MVP, John Morant. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Bias take, bias take. Oh, it's very biased, but I agree with it. Yeah, come on. Uh, I want to see that jump. If he can start, if he can get those threes to fall because nobody's You want to see the jump. I don't think that MVP is the jump from where he was at last year to this year. I don't think it's the MVP. The guy that might be the MVP jump would be like Trey Young or uh, Luka. I don't. Luke. okay, this is is a very big hot take. I think Luka's already there. Luka's not going to be MVP. Luka's never going to be MVP as long as he does this I don't care about the offseason. 
mindset because okay. every year he'll come in all out of shape. Yeah. yeah. Every year he's going to come in fat. And you yeah. look at the guys who do care about that, like last year's MVP who changed his body, Nikola Jokic. That's who true, was exactly. getting you know clowned on for being little plus size, yeah. plus size, and comes in fit and has the best season of his career. I think career. that you could see another type of a center. I think that the game could be shifting to another like not like big man oriented league, but like the dominant big men. Like I think you could see Embiid and, and Jokic being in the yeah. main mix again. And I think a guy that we could be seeing take the jump this year that like his prime for it would be a guy like Trey Young being somebody be the next person. I think that Morant's almost there. I think that after this season, it'll be like, no. after this season, Dude. after this upcoming season, will be next year. Like Morant MVP. like they play Westbrook I've, and Ben Simmons, where they step off him. But I think, and Jaw's a good, he's a good shooter who was off last year. And I think as soon as he gets those to fall, he's going to be one of the most dangerous offensive players well, I think, in the league. I think the good part about it is that he also has Jaren Jackson Jr. back. Oh, so yes. it opens up the Jaren floor. Jaren Jackson Brooks. Jr. is heavily slept on. And, yes. and you bring in Steven Adams, who's played Steven with Adams. a John Morant-esque player for a long, and long he, part of his career. He's an absolute brick wall yeah. when it comes to setting screens. So you think about Jaw getting around those. Ooh. I like the, yeah. the, the Grizzlies have been wheeling have and makeup. dealing. And they they've been building makeup. future assets, and I like what they're doing. Mike, our resident NBA expert, is about to head out, so we're going to cut this segment short, but we'll be back. Thanks for coming out, my man. Pleasure. Yep. We appreciate we'll, you guys uh, tuning in to uh, another cover sport. Cover, cover, cover you, do, sport. you do the thing. <laughs> and we'll be seeing you all again on another cover four sports. Stay covered. <laughs>